understand we've all felt stuck at one point or another, even the most successful people among us, because it's a rite of passage, a trial, to see if you have what it takes to be independent. The test is to prove that you deserve your destiny. Each week our goal is to bring you an inspiring story of someone who moved beyond their stranded face and found greatness on the other side. Welcome to The Stranded Podcast, and this is your host, Jessica Hurley. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of The Stranded Phase Podcast, and this is a feature episode. I was featured on the Triggered AF podcast with my girls, Alicia Reese and Danny Foster. It is such an incredible podcast. It is literally the truth about what I always talk about, which is you are only as healed as your next trigger. Um, And I had to feature this in one of the last episodes of the Stranded Phase podcast. You heard that right. This is one of the few last episodes of the Stranded Phase podcast, a means to an end. We are wrapping up the Stranded Phase here in the next coming weeks. Um, It's been four long years that we've been talking about and embracing our stuck. And I don't know about you, but your girl has moved on into a completely new season of my life. So get excited for definitely some new content and a completely new concept. But I had to feature this episode because this is very, very raw and authentic. I was featured on Triggered AF with my girls, Alicia Reese and Danny Foster. And this episode is titled Doing Your Homework on How to Heal. And it's such an awesome episode because I love how these women give the space to just be completely authentic and not perfect and honest about our insecurities. I talk about reasons why I've gotten to a phase where I've had to learn to trust myself and teach myself to trust myself again because I chose relationships and people over and over again that just validated the wounds that told me that I wasn't enough. Um, The victimization map that I've lived in in relationships. Alicia talks about going through phases in, in middle school and high school where she literally hated herself and was so excited to surround herself with people that uh, loved themselves and just were confident, incredible beings and in, in what it taught her. And we just open up about like love trauma. And I talk a lot about very specific mo- uh, healing modalities, everything that I've tried from Reiki to EMD or EDMR, uh, everything, hypnosis, spiritual hypnosis, spiritual intuitive, like all the things that I have done, breath work, um, and the side effects and the healing effects and all the things that kind of came up. And so if you're just on that journey, exploring, not sure where to start, this is a great listen to kind of see what can come of it, where to begin, uh, what might be for you and where this incredible journey can take you and how ugly it truly can be. Because the honest truth is, is uh, when you deep dive like this, and you're willing to live through those life cycles of healing, uh, it can be an ugly one. Uh, and learning to deal and heal and, uh, and, and live and honor some of our shadows is a, is a journey most people will never take. So without further ado, I have to let you guys hear this episode, doing your homework on how to heal a feature episode on Triggered AF Podcast with Alicia Reese and Danny Foster. Check it out. We told y'all we were going to be doing a lot of in-person interviews this season, and we are just getting started. We have a special guest. We do. We do. I'm so (laughs) excited. Okay. So, so, I don't know. I'm so excited 
for some reason. I get excited for all our guests, but this guest is extra, extra special, y'all. So we have the founder of Insta Podcast mm-hmm. on our podcast. Now, the best part about this is that she manages and produces our podcast. Yes. Right? Yes. So it's a very, it's very much a full circle moment, honey, yes. because she's here with us. And the reason why it's Maybe a little bit ironic that she gets to be here is because she knows our podcast from the very, very early stages. From the beginning. So it's such an honor to have her here and for her to see how much we've grown and for her to be such a big part of how much we've grown and for her to get us in line sometimes and (laughs) post more and tell us to upload our YouTube videos and stuff. You know what I'm saying? Which we do now. Which we handle that now. Which we need y'all to go and watch. You guys, she is our checks and our balances, and she keeps us in line and accountable. She's all the things. And she, you guys remember, we, uh, especially if you follow me on Instagram, that uh, Alicia and I, Alicia spoke at it and I attended the Innovative Income Summit that her and her partner Megan throw, which is so amazing. And I'm never going to miss one ever again. (laughs) It was just one of the best summits I've ever been to. So she is a leader and a lover of women and community. She's a mother. She's just all the things. And of course, she's our friend. And we're just so happy to have her because y'all, she been healing y'all and (laughs) she's very vocal about it. And what I love the most about her journey and her vulnerability and her willingness to share is she talks about how hard it is. Mm -hmm. And I know that all these gurus and all these people make it seem like healing is a one size fits or Or fits all. Mm -hmm. It's not that. And she keeps it all the way real. So that's what we're going to talk about. So we're going to talk about doing your homework for real, like really going home after therapy and be like, okay, how do I apply this? What does this look like? What does it feel like? And how do I still feel like I'm healing when I feel like shit every day? Mm. And she talked about that on her stories all the time. So she's going to tell you where to follow her at the end, but (laughs) that is her specialty. And I'm going to tell you that I'm healing right now, but it sucks. Okay. And we all All need, we need to hear that. We need to see that because there are times when you're like, am I doing this right? Uh-huh. <laughs> right? Is this? Is I'm positive this? I saw that this morning. <laughs> <laughs> so welcome, welcome, welcome. I know that was a hell of an introduction, but I told you it was. I was excited. I was excited. I was excited. Listen, I love it too because as she was introducing me, I was listening to okay, all the roles oh, and the yeah. hats yeah. that you wear and that you carry. And too many times. Mm. Because it's a human thing. I do it to you, people do it to me. Yeah. It, it happens. But we assume the roles and the names that people call us Ooh. without ever truly defining like who we are. And I ask every single guest, because I really do want to know, like, who do you say you are? Ooh. Out of all the roles. Out of all the roles, all the things, like who is Jess to Jess? Oh, I got the chills. I got the chills from the intro, so thank you. And I, and I always do that for other people, but hearing it from people is like, wow, no one's ever hyped me up like that. <laughs> and then um, this just came to me. And I would say this is like what I always go back to out of all the things, mother, founder, those are all things I had to become. Yeah. I would think at my core, I've always known I was a messenger. Ooh. Always. I like that. I got chills. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, this energy. You're aware, right? <laughs> we just got the 
stretch a little bit. Stretch a little bit. <laughs> Gotta make sure that fun. Exactly. <laughs> that is so good though. A messenger. I and like you, that. You know what too? A messenger has to be willing to feel and hear it first. Mm. Ooh. Because in order to be, Ooh. I'm telling you, it's the energy on the couch. Because I literally I swear to God. Yes. Ooh. A messenger yes. gets hit first. All the time. That would explain my entire life, actually. Yeah, so, and the messenger has to take the risk of maybe not being able to make it back. Exactly. Think about back in the day, like when the Greeks, there was said, no guarantee. And then they would be like, I don't like the message. Boom, go into the dungeon. You may not make it back. The episode's Ooh. over. It's over. That's it. Damn. Think about that before. That's Listen, because you know I grew up in the church and we was always reading about messages. <laughs> <laughs> we was always like, I don't remember what happened. That is crazy too. So then, and this ain't even one of the questions. I can go ahead and put this down. But so then as a messenger, how do you then protect yourself to ensure that you can stay around to receive the next message to be able to To give it? Yeah, yeah, to deliver it to those who you were sent to bring messages to. Because that's the thing. And I have a follow-up after that. Mm -hmm. That is such a good question, I think. And I don't know if this is the answer you're looking for. Oh, no, it's whatever. I think it's being rooted in just that, that if I, if, if, as I've learned along the way that that is my purpose, because I, I feel like I've been hit on all ends Mm -hmm. around that. Like every time I'm, I'm led down a spiritual journey or anytime I meet with a spiritual intuitive, they literally will tell me, uh, you, you know, this is part of your journey, right? Like you Mm -hmm. are the one that is supposed to receive and, and it, and it happens to you because, and this is my big why. So I say that's my role, but I know for a fact, my why is to put words to things that people feel that they don't understand. Mm, and it's, and it, my job is to feel it first because yeah. there is one thing I know that I can stand in and there's a lot of things I'm not confident about but one thing I know I'm confident in is I know I can articulate things in a way that people will be like that's I have it. felt that and I have not been able to explain yes. it and thank you for putting it that way yes. Yes. Yeah. but the only way that I can explain what I feel is feeling it and the times when it's so painful yeah. it's like I just have to go back to that I have to root myself in that like if God told you that your entire purpose on earth was to feel things so intensely that you would only be able to transmute that to someone else for them mm-hmm. to understand what they feel instead of avoiding it, instead of suppressing it, instead of allowing it to turn into disease, and instead of allowing yeah. it to change the trajectory of their life, but you can sit in it and feel it and then articulate it, yeah. that means you have to sit in this pain. Yeah. yeah. That means you have to allow this to happen. That means no matter how bad you want to be in control and you want to use your masculine to change the situation, you actually have to sit in your why right now and sit in this and allow yourself to feel. You know, it's kind of like the parable. And this is what... I saw it, Danny. I wanted to grab it for you. (laughs) (laughs) My lash was like, hey. It it literally was like, I'm coming. (laughs) I'm coming for you. But it's kind of like whether, no matter what you believe, there is a parable when... Mm. um, Here, Grandma. I know. I was like, here we go. Here we go with the hair past Reese go. No, this is is beautiful because not enough people want to be like the grandma. Everybody want to be like somebody else. Go ahead. You do that. Yeah. That's the basics. Take a sec. My grandma was a hoe, so I know I was coming. It's okay. I love her. They both were. Grandma was sorry. Love y'all, but they were. It's okay. But no, but there's a parable where it was... It was time for uh, Jesus to be crucified. Mm-hmm. Um, and he went up onto the mountain and he was lamenting like, hey, yo, God, if this cup could pass for me, can we, 
Like, we, do I got to do can this? We, can we do way? that? Mm. Like, can we, like, go maybe down the street and around the corner and not have to go straight through this, uh, this basically murder-type situation that I'm going to have experience? And it was literally like, I love you, and you're still going to have to go through this in order for you to deliver, set free, and bring those who want yeah. freedom. In order for them to get here, you will have to do this. You will have to experience this immense level of pain, of sacrifice, mm. of, of healing, of all the things, because you, I need you in order to get here. There is no way but to through. the other side unless you go through. Yeah. And so to hear you speak, and I also think about it in my own life, and it's like, babe, you'll have to make a choice. Yeah. You will have to make a choice that understand no matter what happens, there is a an other side to it because yes. everyone else well, thought it like this all the time. Yes, everyone mm-hmm. else thought it was death, but on the other side was complete and total freedom and for life. not just himself, yeah. but for so many others. There was such a big, brilliant, beautiful life on the other side, but for so many of us, we refuse to feel, so there is no real healing, yep. so we never get to what that other side looks like. Our greatest. And, yeah, and we know how Jesus got here, but Jessica, <laughs> how, did, how did you get here? And I'm being funny, but how did you get to this place of kind of owning that? Because it sounds like, okay, all right, I got it. I figured it out, but we know it doesn't start like that. Mm-hmm. So what do you feel like was your catalyst to kind yeah. of start you on this journey of wanting to heal? Because for some people, it's something dramatic. There's something traumatic that happens. There's somebody who inspires them. Like, what was it for you that was like, oh, it's time to go deeper? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I wish it wasn't. I wish I could say it was inspiration. <laughs> so you're always running either like towards pleasure or away from pain. It's, I'm typically running from pain. Uh, but... It's, it's beautiful that you say that, and it's beautiful what this show is about, which is triggered as fuck, right? And I, I swear I have learned you are only as healed as your next trigger. Oh, and ooh, my, take notes. And yeah. You're only as healed as your next trigger. Um, it, my biggest trigger was um, recent, was about almost two years ago at the top of 2020. I had I was in a relationship for seven years. Um, for certain, thought this was the one. We had a child together. We were engaged. Um, and just at the top of the year realized things were no longer meshing. Um, there was, we had different goals. We were not seeing eye to eye anymore and, um, decided we could not make it work. It was, what do you call that? In a divorce paper, like you just... It, Dissolution. Irreconcilable. Yeah, there we go. Irreconcilable. But it, it would just it wasn't vibing anymore. And as someone who no your attachment styles, because I've learned that mine mine is an anxious attachment style based on my wounds as you know, childhood wounds and just who I am. Yeah. So um I thought it was the right thing to do, and it was, but the journey it put me on, um, someone should have told me to get a seatbelt and some <laughs> and a helmet because I was not ready. Oh my God. And Mm. and so the first thing I told myself was, um, I I just remember I was running my business for two years at that point and I had two business coaches and I said, I laid in bed one night and I said, okay. And I have a two, two year old. And I said, okay, I don't want to date and no offense to him, but I said, I don't want to date another person like this. Mm-hmm. I don't want to end up in another situation like this. Yeah. I don't want to feel like this again. Doesn't yeah. mean that and anyone any anyone you allow to love you can also bring you significant pain. Yeah. But that's the risk. That's the risk. That's the risk you take. But I'm yeah. not that I'm saying I would never experience that again, but I was like, I don't want to be in this 
unhealed situation again. Yeah. So I fired all my business coaches and I, uh, I specifically remember yeah, I one of them saying, you're getting rid of your man and now you're getting rid of your business coach. Like you, you're going to fall apart. And I was like, well, that's what it's going to take. If I can start from a fresh foundation, I'm okay with that. But what I don't want to do is plow through this, focus on my business, hustle, because I know I can. I've already proved to myself over 30 years I can do that. I can work. I can work. work. I I can just redirect my focus. Most of us can. That's a great place to go. It's the easy way to go. Listen. It's the easiest way. When I say I created magic through heartbreaks. (laughs) What? But now I create albums. They create albums. If I know if I know my good sister just gone through a heartbreak, are we about to get some of the best music? And guess what? She's been happy as I don't know what lately. You ain't heard of people. No, See? no music. No music. <laughs> There's no, no music. People create their best work, but that's what's easy to do. So okay. I said, okay, if everything falls apart, if I lose everything, it's fine because I'm already heartbroken. Oh, I don't want to go here again. again. And if I do, six years from now, I'll end up dating the same person and end up in the same problems. Yes. So I need to change who I am. I can't be yes. responsible for what he was in this situation. Yeah. But what, what radical self responsibility can I take and that means I have to jump off the cliff into this like 20 feet deep get in the pool and figure out what got you here and why you're here and that journey in itself which is it's been almost two years um and I I, I really want people to hear this part and we could dive into this is um it's there's an ing on it I'm still healing and I and I'm in that now I'm in that space where people ask me all the time like so are you good now (laughs) <laughs> oh, like, oh yeah oh right. very yeah. close friends like it's been two it's been like a year and a half like you like <laughs> you all right she, fine. Yeah, you, like, you know <laughs> and it's like if you learn anything about yourself not only are you as, you, as good as your next year and everybody's different but um i've watched myself in cycles like patterns oh, yes. right so oh, either yes. you're gonna take the pain of breaking the patterns which is ugly like it's not nice 99% of people don't go there because breaking who you are over 30 years is excruciating because you're losing you are losing you feel like you're losing you're yourself you're killing apart because you are, you are. you're <laughs> killing apart yeah. you have you. to die to self you do Oof. you gotta die a thousand deaths a thousand deaths crucifixion it's listen tough. your own personal and here's the thing about that crucifixion you are the person tying you to that cross, putting the, the nails in your, your own hands that. and your feet. Biggest bully. <laughs> like you are doing it to yourself, but it's like yeah. you have to make, again, a decision. Everything is about the decisions that we make. Yeah. Do you want to every single year, every single, because it'll consistently keep coming back to you. Like this morning I realized, mm, sis, you're going to have to figure out how not to go zero to a hundred real quick. <laughs> She's like telling me to lead up thinking that it's going to justify her actions. Oh, I don't justify it. She's like, let me just tell you how I went clean off on this lady on the plane. I was like, okay, like something had to really happen. It did. It did. It It did. did. It did. But her response, right? And and what I said was like, hey, you just went zero to 100. She's like, absolutely. And I was like, okay. Listen, I'm a whole lot of love and light. Okay. Mm -hmm. The other side of me, <laughs> Lola, people think I be playing when I like, no, my lower she's self not, she's not playing, is not, uh, she's not good. And I want her to be better so bad. So there's a lot of me that I know I'm going to have to deal with because the moment I'm triggered, oh, you can say nothing but a word with I thought with the best of them. Let's go. <laughs> but think about who you are when you're trying to get better. <laughs> Don't we all? And we should all want to, but just the fact that you're owning that. Think about who you are when you're around the best people, right? Like 
can anybody even answer the question of like, I'm my best when I'm around this person, mm-hmm. this person in particular. Yeah. I'm my best. I was my best at this age. I was my best in this season. I was my best when I was doing this. You yeah. know it because you felt it. Yeah. yeah. Who was that person? And yeah. how can you get back to her? When I think about without anybody else, though. Without anyone else. That's when the real work begins. Yeah. That's when the real work begins is when you you are isolated for a little while and you don't like yourself. Like you you realize you don't, I'm not using the word hate, that's a strong word, that there was a season where I hated who I was becoming. But I you don't like who you're becoming and you realize everything that you are allowing in your life or becoming or the people you're allowing in your life yeah. are all rooted in your trauma. Yeah, it's all a reflection of you. It's yeah. all a reflection all of you. Of the it. mirror you're creating is just more trash. <laughs> you're like, okay. And then when you have to tell yourself those things, it's like, oh, I'm really like this. Or, oh, I'm really fucked up. Like when we did that episode about... Um, what's wrong with us, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. And it's such a hard conversation to even have with, like, I remember after we filmed it, I was like, I have so much anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> because I don't like, like I, I just... I'm kind of shit. I'm <laughs> trash out here. You know? I'm like, talking about all these things that I've done. And it's just like, even though you know that maybe you're past the knee-jerk reaction of that, mm-hmm. you know it's in you. Yes. And that's what makes it so hard sometimes to face it and to talk yeah. about it and to even heal from it because it's like, God, I hate that that's even a part of who I am. The person that, you it's easy to point the finger at the people out there who are like that, but when yeah. it's like, oh no, I'm like that too. Oh, it's hard it's for all of us because yeah. so many people don't take responsibility for being yeah. like There's that. no accountability. Yeah. I mean, especially nowadays. That's like, that's not a thing. Like everything is everybody else's fault. Yeah. You know, you're always, and then even, I think people even use healing as an excuse to be an asshole. Oh, yeah. It's oh. like, oh, I'm healing. I'm working on it. I'm trying. It's just like, are you working on it? And oh, that's I'm trying to conversation. Yes. Yeah, so it's like, okay, but what does healing, what does working on it look like? Yeah. What is that? Yeah. Everybody's work. I'm working on it. Oh, don't get a man in a, in a conversation about what he's not doing. Oh, I'm working on it. What the fuck are you doing? Right. What are the steps? I'm, I'm reading yes. once a quarter. <laughs> <laughs> what are the actual steps? It's so funny. I tell my ex when we were done like it was it was finito we finally had the conversation um and i was just like hey you have a therapist but you need a coach yes you can tell me you go to therapy i was like why exactly because there were like no significant changes he need a new like, therapist. Then i said he needs a new therapist because like, this therapist you've is been the same way for five years what exactly are y'all talking about? And I know I ain't supposed to know because doctor-patient privilege. But you need a coach because you need something. This person else. is trash. The therapist is allowing you to vent. There's somebody that's not helping you implement. Well, like. That's exactly what I said. I said a therapist uncovers, a coach helps you to learn how to work through. Yeah. You need a coach. This therapist is cool, but they yeah. ain't. They ain't. I'm glad we're talking about me. therapy, but I feel like that's like the baseline. That literally oh, is the baseline. Yeah. And you know it's so crazy too. When you look at Instagram, right? Mm-hmm. It's all beautiful. Oh my God. I'm in this healing place yeah. and I'm just so light and I'm feeling great and airy. I'm doing my all yoga. You, I'm doing my yoga. And I love yoga. But all you have to do is journal and meditate and exercise and breathe in, breathe out, <laughs> and repeat. And all of a sudden you're in this healed place. Oh my God. Sounds and great. It feels so, I felt good saying it. <laughs> And also, listen. And also, healing really does take you to some really painful places because you have to uncover your own bullshit. Yeah. And so that means you do have to sit in your pain. But what do you feel your pain has taught you most? Huh. That was really deep. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
I, this is my most recent, and I love that you're talking about this because I thought some of that too. And yeah. those are really the way I describe that is those are just self-regulating tools. Yeah. Those are the tools for you allow to, that allow you to silence your thoughts and get clear on what's going on up there in the middle of that chaos. Because yeah. you do have to be, you do have to be, um, you know, like they said, don't listen to your thoughts. You actually have to fight back. And so with everything that's going on up there, how can I actually hear what's going on and how can I go past that? Because those are really created from the ego, the things that are meant to protect you. Mm-hmm. So how do I go deeper than that? And one of the things I realized recently, oh, <laughs> it's like every layer gets deeper. Yes. Uh, it's one of the most recent breath works I did. And I was in Sedona, Arizona at a um, self body wild retreat, wild, wild, wild. Um, it was like an immersion for three days. Yeah. Similar to like, I'm sure whatever you did in Bali. And um, we did this breathwork session for 45 minutes. And I've done deep breathwork before. But um, I've done breathwork and come out of it and been in the most beautiful state. Like, I heard, let this go. And, da, 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 and I heard this person say this. Oh, honey, and this one? <laughs> I was kicking. I was screaming. I was fighting. The girl had to come up to me and put her hand to the bottom of my feet. And like literally sending like what felt like an energetic current to calm me down. Yeah. And she said they had to put space in between me and the two people to the next, the sides of me because I was so physically enraged. And what, what I think I've found recently is that like, and then we could talk about EDMR in a minute, but, um, is there's just a lot of anger. And I have tried so hard to get back to the love and light that I've always been. When I talk about that version of me, I know her. I've seen her. I've, yeah. I've loved She's her. Great. She she moves and lives yeah. in love. Like yeah. I literally don't even, I don't even second guess loving people. I used to not. And yeah. and now there's just so much anger and frustration and resentment still that mm. I carry that I have to release. And it is yeah. me going to a place that I'm afraid of. Ooh. Ooh. Can I be honest with yeah. you though? Yes. So the first person I married. It took me, and I used to feel so bad, it took me so long. Like, my daughter is 12 now, and it literally took me like eight years. I hope you don't take that long, but I'm just being honest. Like, my friends are like, oh my God, like, you remember, like, I didn't (laughs) I didn't didn't think it was taking you too long, though. I I thought it was a lot. I you know what happened. Like I, I don't believe in that. Like oh, this amount of time is half passed, of the relationship. So yeah. I should just feel okay. Like and I, I felt bad. Everybody. But I felt genuinely bad that it was taking me so long. I'm ashamed. To heal. Yeah. I was I'm ashamed. ashamed. Yeah. I was like, how the hell you let this one man? How do you a whole different relationship? And fuck up your whole yeah. life. He had a baby before we was finished being married. So, <laughs> so yeah, was he was already, and he had, was moving in with a third person by the time the divorce was finalized. So he had literally, and I was just like, yeah, how come I'm not able to just Do the same. get over it and move through? And like, what is it about me that I just can't work through this? It's, I literally, I took eight years of, you know, dating here and there but I could not allow myself to go deep with anybody. My daughter was literally about to turn nine before I was like, okay, I'm, yeah. I can do this now. And she was, mm. it, I, I don't know why it was taking me so long, but what it has allowed, what taking that time did, because I wasn't in a rush. My friends, not true. Some of my friends had me in a rush, like what's wrong with you? Like you're missing out on your best years. Mm. like. You're not going to be able to have any more kids. Mm. Like, who's going to want you being like 30 plus and, you know, you not being in a relationship and you have a kid now. Like, 
And I love this girl, but she was literally making me feel like, well, God damn, yeah. I'm going to be just some old lonely maid for the rest of my life because I'm taking too long to heal. But what I am so appreciative about allowing myself the grace and the space to deal because I was angry for years. Yes. I was mad as fuck. Yes. I'm like, you bitch. And I was talking about myself, not him. You yeah. bitch. You literally allowed this person to come in and destroy the best parts of you. And, take, and take that's your love the part is healing is forgiving yourself. That was the biggest piece. That's I was so the, mad with me. That is the part <clears throat> that is shame and you can't forgive yourself. Deep shame. Like, deep But this shame. is why you do the work. Hold on. So, hold on. <laughs> so this is the part where people need to do the healing because it's, and I, and I say this with grace, right? I know. Grace. So it's so easy for us to say that we were ashamed of the partners that we've chosen and, yes. and, and whatnot, yeah. right? Um, but it is so much deeper than that. Yeah. So like I've just gotten yeah. to the phase of where I'm like, okay, the part that I'm healing right now is is trusting myself yes. because I can see the walls closing in. Yeah. But in things like, and we've, we could talk through different modalities at whatever point, or I'm sure you all have, but like one of the, the biggest, I've done hypnosis, I've done Reiki, I've done all the things, and EDMR. And it's really crazy how your subconscious, uh, how powerful it is. It's how yeah. it can silence things for you that are never meant to be revisited. So can you tell us what EDMR is? For those who don't know. Yeah. Yes. So I'm going to say that um, I don't exactly remember what the EDMR stands for, but it's I know like, that it Google. is. Please do. Yeah. It's, it has something to do with eye regression therapy. And they basically like play music in your ears, which um, kind of like ignites your prefrontal cortex, I think. Okay. Because you know when they tell you when you're trying to like get rid of anxiety or you're trying to like wake up your prefrontal cortex, you're supposed to like throw something from left to right yeah, yeah, like yeah. you tap ah. or something um what does it say eye movement desensitization mm. desensitization what desensitization <laughs> oh shit <laughs> new word for y'all <laughs> y'all heard that word desensitization mm -hmm. and reprocessing y'all this is Ooh, that sounds that sounds intense. That's very intense. Okay. Okay. Go. People always say feel the feelings, so but what they really mean is process the feelings. Yeah. And in order for you to process the feelings, process. you have to allow them to live their life cycle. Ooh. And it's like because <laughs> people are like, I feel disgusting. I'm gonna go out and drink. I'm sad. I'm gonna go do this yeah. with someone. I'm this, so I'm gonna go whatever. Like, no, that feeling could last you three weeks. Yeah. That feeling could last you months. And like, not rushing to fix it. Like, just sit in it. You need it to. You need to allow it to run its life cycle, beginning yeah. to end. It's and gonna be and, a, and a start high yeah. and a low. Like, and, and remember that the life cycle is more like the life cycle of a fly, not like a dog. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's not seven years. Yeah. It's like. Yeah. Seven days. Yeah, but it feels like, like it could be. So you're yes. like, I'm not even gonna let myself go to that space. I don't know if I'm gonna get out. Yeah, and you you be like, no, hashtag gotta go. <laughs> gotta get out. <laughs> hashtag get out. Yes, right. Like, gotta like, go. We're, gotta like, run. Like, we're professional runners. Oh my goodness. And so because we keep running from it, we keep introducing ourselves to it again and, and again, again and again and again. And this is why when people yeah. when I hear people like jump into dating or and we're not talking. Sorry, I'm not talking about men. I'm, I swear I'm not talking about men. Even if we are, uh, <laughs> it's our experience. It's okay. Like when men and women jump into relationships right afterwards and they're like, no, I feel great. And I'm like, oh my God, like you are just going to go find more and more and more of what you've done. Oh, the want. same trauma. The, the same trauma and then just further validate those deep wounds. Yeah. And so through EDMR, one of the things I found, and I only tell this story to really like, I'm not going to use the word glorify, but just it really help you guys understand how powerful your subconscious mind is, is I'm doing this EDMR and we're visiting this very particular moment in my childhood that I have done in therapy, in hypnosis, in, swear, 10 years. 
It is the specific story that comes up every time. And the therapist goes, oh, my God, tell me more about that. Right. So I was five years old. My mother and father got in a physical fight in front of me. And I sat on the couch and I witnessed the whole thing. They were drunk. Mm-hmm. Now, my they're still together, by the way. So that's why this is like a touchy subject. But my, my father does something very physical, physically painful to my mother mm-hmm. and tries to physically hurt her by putting her in. A, he kind of like pushed her head into the uh, counter. Okay. And... My father walks off. My mother comes and grabs me. She takes me next door and we hide in the bushes. And she literally is like, stay down until he leaves. He leaves. He storms off, drives off. We go to a friend's house. We go back three days later. They're still together. He never touched her again. But I have told that story 50 times over. I have forgiven my father. I, My father and my son have an incredible relationship. All the things. I'm doing EMR and she brings up this story. And I'm like, I have, got, I have gotten through this. And she's like, I know. But there's, just go with me for a second because I know there's yeah. something there. And we're in it, and EDMR allows you to go back, and you're literally reliving it. You're there, and it's really scary because it's like you can feel like you're there. I've done that in hypnosis. I've done it. So she has me go in there, and I'm watching. And right as it physically happens, my father hurts my mother, and he walks off. She's like, stop. She stops the music, stops everything. She's like, where are you? And I'm like, I'm sitting on the couch. She's like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Like, what do you feel? And like, all of a sudden I see me and I realize no one had ever asked me that. And I see me and I'm screaming and I'm crying. And she's like, what are you saying? What are you doing? And like, so then she plays the music again and my father walks by and she's like, stop. And I'm like, what? She's like, I can see your eyes, they're erratic. What are you seeing? And I'm like, nothing. I don't know, my father's walking by. She's like, okay, go back. So she does it again. And I literally catch this moment that, and I've been talking about this in therapy since I was 19 years old, I'm 32 at this point. I never saw this part. My dad walks by and I scream and I'm like, daddy, daddy, please stop. And he looks at me and he's like, Jessica, shut the fuck up. And walks past me. And you didn't remember that. I didn't remember it. I had never remembered it. But your body remembered it. But my body did. She's like, I can see your eyes. I see the chills. chills. Oh, hold on. Yes. So I'm about to to tie this together. And I'm not not for you. So she goes... And then immediately she's like, what do you say? And I tell her and she's like, and I start, she goes, that, that is the moment that yeah. you decided you don't matter. Yeah. Oh. Because you're no. telling him, you're screaming, you're begging for him. Hey, help me, and soothe he me, call me. And he, he tells you, you, shut the fuck up. Yes. Calls you by your name and tells you, shut, shut the fuck, fuck up. up. Just and I start bawling oh because the phrase, I don't matter, resonates with every feeling I've ever had in yeah. every partnership Just I've ever been in. That one event. I feel it. It shocked. My body went into shock because I was like, that's the thing. That's it. That is always, that's that's what I've been chasing for a man to tell me that I matter. That's what I've been chasing. And performing for it. And performing for it. Doing all the things. Validating my word that I am worthy of being exclusive to. Please show me that I matter. And so now that I'm in this space of telling myself, okay, I don't trust myself in relationships. I don't trust myself. I'm going back and I'm like, okay, you don't trust yourself because you stayed in a situation that you knew wasn't right for you, that you knew this person was seeing other people, but it validated your wound. And so you didn't leave because it was further validating the cycle of, I don't matter, I'm not enough. Mm -hmm. So I'm gonna stay so that I can continue moving to my home. It feels like home to you. It feels like home. home. Red flags feel like home. Like it felt like home. Like I'm I'm consciously I'm subconsciously trying to prove to this person that if I just do enough, that they will I will be worthy of I matter. Yeah. 
that's why I don't trust myself. Yeah. I don't trust myself that every time a man makes me feel like that, that I won't go down double time, 2X my my behavior, my Tenix. my thing, show all you. the things to yeah. show you when in reality there's probably somebody standing six feet away that's like, I, you already matter. Listen, it's, I'm telling you, it's a whole bunch of them standing <laughs> six feet away. It's a lot. A okay? Lot. It's a, a lot. But here I am. Please tell me that I matter. Like, Listen, please um, let me show you that I matter. Yeah. Even though I'm doing more than I should ever do, than I would ever even do for myself. That's how I was. That's why I, it resonates so well with me. Now when I do it, if I even have an inkling or feel like I have to prove to you who I am, immediately no. Immediately stop. Mm. Stop. Mm. Because now what I'm doing is I'm now going against who I say I am because I have now learned to trust me again. And I have promised my own damn self, we're not doing this no more. This we're not doing. And honestly, yes, it has come from dating multiple people. It has come from allowing myself to enjoy and explore the energies, not mm. sexually, because, you know, my pH balance matters to me. <laughs> um, but and to, sex can be depressing exactly, for some of us. For some of us. <laughs> um, and I, that's not what I, so it's not about the physical act. It's about learning how do I want to be treated? What brings me joy? How do I treat me? I, when I tell you I take myself on some of the best dates, yeah. mm. I mean some good, good times. <laughs> if you can't do this for me, good times. Why are we here? Right. <laughs> yeah, but it really is teaching myself how to trust me again. And then when I meet, when I see it now, and I feel the energy coming up, I'm able to now say, this doesn't align. Mm. It doesn't feel right because you're more and I'm. Jess, you talked about that you've done hypnosis, you've done talk mm-hmm. therapy, you talked about EDMR. What are some of the other things that you've done, if you can remember, because I know you've done a lot, and what do you feel, what ones were most effective? Because mm-hmm. we were talking about this when we were talking about the episode and coming up with these questions, that sometimes when you've been doing something for a period of time, like how your ex was in therapy for five years, but he was still getting the same results, there's also this comfort that happens in that space. Yeah. Because it's like, mm, I can do a little bit, and it seems like I'm doing something, but I don't have to do all of it. And then I can go tell everybody that I'm trying and that I'm working on I'm it. Working. But really, I'm not doing anything different than what I've always been doing. But mm-hmm. I'm going to paint the picture because that's that's hot right now. That's cool right now. That's going to make people think I'm woke or special or trying to be better. When really, it's just another place to help validate who you think you are, right? Yeah. So... I'm interested in you kind of talking about how you have so much courage to try different things and to say, hey, you know, hypnosis worked for six months. I need more. I need need to go deeper. I need a different aspect. I need another lens. I need a different perspective on this because I think sometimes we think that healing is like this one lane trajectory all the time. And then whenever there's a whenever you hit like a ceiling, you just stop. Mm-hmm. you're like hey I've done all I can do I think I'm just fucked up like this is as good as it gets y'all like I can't get any better at this because I did all the things people said to do yeah but but have you done all the things you know so that's I want I want you to tell us a little bit about that Tony Robbins always says like oh I've tried everything no you haven't no you haven't, <laughs> no, you haven't. right so what are some so of no. those some more of those things that you've tried and which ones do you feel like We're just about anybody can benefit from so I'm going to answer this a little bit differently okay. um, and just openly say that for those of you that probably need to hear this for yourself is I'm a little bit more hard-headed than most people. Um, maybe stubborn might be the word. So um, I had like a really interesting wake-up call the other day. I was out at brunch and by myself. I took myself. Ooh, that's it was best. a day to myself and I was like, okay, I'm going to sit at the bar and just look nice. Well, yeah. 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 Yeah.
So I'm at the bar chilling and I get this um, Instagram DM and this girl's like, oh my God, you're even prettier in person. And I'm like, what? She's like, I listen to your podcast. I have to come introduce myself. And I'm like, okay. So I go outside. I've seen this girl before. She's been in my DM. So we hug, whatever. And she goes, I, you don't understand. I don't get to tell you enough, but I love you so much. You changed my life. And I said, what do you mean? She's like, well, I listen to your podcast nonstop. I did everything that you said to do throughout your healing journey. She said, I went, I found a hypnotist. She said, I did therapy. She's like, I journaled. She's like, I meditate every day. She's like, I found habits that matter for me. I did everything you said. And she said, and six weeks later, I met my fiance and I'm engaged now. Oh my God. Honey, did oh, it hurt you? Yes. All I, I could hear in my head. Well, I know it hurts you. Well, I've been doing this for a year and a half and this shit ain't working for me. So, so, so it was a great assessment, but I was like, okay, but, 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 one, this goes back to the messenger that I was like, okay, my life is very different, but I know that I'm, I put that out there for somebody in there and I don't want to use surface level, but their, their level of healing and it doesn't mean, I'm not saying your trauma is less. Mm-hmm. I'm saying the level of he- healing that you need to move forward in your life it's may different. be different. Absolutely. But for, and you could also have less trauma. Like, I think yeah. it's okay to say it's that. It's a like, thing. You I don't think you're validating people's trauma by saying, hey, I got hit by a car, you got hit by a bike. Like, it's not okay. <laughs> like, oh, There should not be levels to this. Yeah, right, like, right, it's just right. like, it's like, oh, you can't say everything. Because, you know, the trauma is not what happens, it's how you respond. Fine. Yeah. But, I mean, there's still, like, there's a difference <laughs> between a gun and a bomb. Like, like we can acknowledge that. Like, yes. some of us go through worse shit than others. Like, that's a fact. Yeah. 100%. And, I, 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 and, and that's s- okay. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yes. And, and looking, looking at it, when I took a step back, I said, and, and then going to the modalities, is... One, I had to say, okay, um, out of all the things that I did, they had a life cycle, right? Mm-hmm. And there were things that worked better than others. They helped me get to a certain place. And then really when you wrap it all in a bow, two hours, they to look at everything. They, they kind of all took me to the same place. Mm-hmm. I know what my issues are. I know where my insecurities lie. I know what, what my wounds are. I just know that now there's going to be ways that I'm going to cope that mean I'm unhealed. And there's going to be places that I can go to get to the next level to really uncover and get out of those things. And the reason I keep going is because there is actually an end goal. And it, yeah. and I know we're saying healing, it's, I, I really, it drives, me, it drives me, it's continual and it drives me crazy when people say I'm healed because no, you're not. Even if yeah. you have to say it, I know you're not. Yeah. But there is an end goal of letting some of these, mastering your shadows. Let's say that. There's an end goal of mastering your shadows. And I think it's not healed as in I let it go. It's never coming back. It'll never trigger me again and I don't have to worry about it. But there is an end goal of saying, okay, I have decided this thing is from this and I don't want it in my life because it affects me tremendously in a negative way. So I'm going to master this and get rid of it. And then I'm going to find some other things and I'm going to say, okay, this is actually a part of who I am and I'm okay with it because it's part of my drive. It's part of my hustle. It's part of where yeah. I'm going to set yeah. boundaries and choose the person I like. I want to keep yeah. So I'm going to put this in the front seat, put a seatbelt on it and say, you sit here. You don't drive. I drive, but you can stay in the front seat. Yeah, I shotgun. Love, you know, I love that you just said that because mm-hmm. we don't say that enough to ourselves. It's always mm-hmm. all we have to fix. I have to fix this. I have to fix that. I have to heal this. I have to get rid of that. I have to be this other person. But it's like, what about the things I'm like, no, this is okay. I like like you. Part of me like this. Like, I am particular. It's just a fact. If you know me, it's anyone about that's watching people, this, man, about everything. Bougie, <laughs> about everything. <laughs> about everything. Ask her when she was making these drinks. What did I say? <laughs> There's more strawberries. No, what did I say when she was about to make the drinks? I wanted in that glass. Yeah, she just not the couple. She didn't want the other glass, and I was just like, it's 
the same glass and she, she wanted it the way she me. wants. I wanted this. This is a swimming pool. Yes. Drinking it out of that's just who I am. Right. I'm like that just about everything. As I've gotten older, I've learned to. As you've gotten older. As I've gotten older, I've learned to adjust, maybe not be as vocal when there's a group setting or yeah. when, you know, other people can be affected by my choice. Like, I'm a little bit more conscious now. Yeah. Yes. But overall, I'm very particular. And anybody who knows me knows that about me. But I'm never, I have no plans. I have no intention of changing that. Like, but you know I'm what? just going to be like that forever. You want to know why? Because I know what I want and I've known what I've wanted for a really long time. Like, yeah. I remember being a little girl being like that. Like, I've always been like yeah. that. I like the life that I have. I love who I am. I have yeah. a lot of work to do still. But overall, I really like myself. But so, you know I'm what? I'm so impressed by that. But yeah. I love that. That's I just awesome. know. Like, it's, it's, I, that doesn't work for me. I don't yeah. like that. I don't want that. I don't eat that. I don't wear that. I don't drive that. Period. Right. Oh, that's it. Like, <laughs> I, don't, I don't have to justify that to anybody. Yo, no, you do not. And I there's a reason that for shit. that as well. Yeah. I love that shit. So, like... And everyone who knows me knows, like, I grew up with a really, really low self-esteem. Like, I hated every part of myself. Damn. I hated my skin color. I hated my toes. I hated my hair. I hated uh, how pure we were. They're, 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 they're so suckable now. I didn't know that then. I didn't know that then. I know now. But there was so much. I hated every part of myself growing up. I get to college, and I meet people like a Courtney, who was my college roommate. I mean, you, and they were so self-assured. I had grown up in a very religious household in the church that I went to. The women, many of them hated my mother. And so they would be very, very cruel to me. Like one of the women, she was so mad at my mother that she went and like, she beat the shit out of me because she was so angry at my mother. And so if all I'm ever getting are your badge, your this, your to this, your brokenness, your mama dirty, your you dirty, like your stink, my image of myself was extremely poor. Mm -hmm. So I get to college and Danny and I become friends and she's been particular the, since the day I met her. <laughs> since before then. But for some people that would turn them off. Yes, for me, it, it drew me closer because I was like, oh my God, if she can love herself like this, that means it's possible for me too. Because oh if God. you let it, it'll yes. intimidate you. I don't give a fuck about it, but I want to see But if you allow it to, when yeah. someone is like that, when someone is confident, when someone is particular, when someone knows what they want, even in business, when women are particular and they know what they want, they're bitches. Yeah. Everybody yeah. loves a docile woman that's just like, I don't know. I'm so confused. Get a man. He'll know. It's like, <laughs> it's like oh, no, I got to figure it out. But that intimate, it puts people off. And I've yeah. dealt with that my entire life. And I'm just okay with it because my tribe will gravitate towards me. That's yeah, fine. I loved it. But I just, I just prefer <laughs> to kind of walk in and be like, hey, that's not it for me. I don't like that. I don't like this. That's just, it's just enough. But the, what I want to say to that point with all the things that you've done, Jessica, to try to figure it out and to kind of keep pushing when you did something for a long time. And don't forget that these um therapy modalities are not cheap. Sit, maybe. High five figures on healing in 2021. Yeah, like, just talk about it. Like, That's why I didn't have a business coach, because I was like, can't I can't afford that. I can only yeah, afford like, to this. Some extent, healing is a privilege. Oh, it's yeah. a privilege. You know what I mean? Like, to be able to have access to those things, even... I didn't know what EDMR was. <laughs> like, you like, we had to Google it. You know, you know, we grew up in church. Hypnosis is demonic. Honey. It's like, demonic. what is that? Oh, it's like, so demonic. You and know it's what so I mean? not. Yeah, but exactly. it's a gateway to I, your. I do energy therapy. And when I tell my sister I do energy therapy, she's just like, 
Oh God, well not you are what is it you're Are you um, sure she's not a witch? And I'm just like No, that, no, it's that it's that you're what is it that you're glorifying another God? Oh absolutely. Yeah. It's yes. idolatry, it's all the things, it's new age spiritualism, it turns yeah. into all these things, especially if you grew up in a religious yep. space. Yep. So that's why when you when I see you talk about all the things that you've tried, I'm like, wow, but I also think my God, that sounds expensive. It's so expensive. <laughs> it's expensive. That is so expensive. Because they don't take insurance a lot. <laughs> Girl, I just went to a retreat center in Arizona and the girl was like, oh, by the way, Tom Brady and his wife come here every year. And I was like, I wonder the show was so expensive. <laughs> right, because they, they had to make their yeah, okay. like, like, oh, stuff. I wonder it was five figures. <laughs> okay. So Thank you for letting me know. We got it. Yeah, it's just, it's a lot. So that's why for me, when I hear it and I see it, it's like, wow, like you're really investing in yourself. And yeah. a lot of times when we think about investing in ourselves, we're only thinking about going to the business course, uh-huh. buying the printer, buying the camera, buying yeah. the physical material things. But we don't really think about investing in our healing. Absolutely. I'm trying to be invisibly rich. <laughs> like I'm trying to be rich in real life. I'm trying to be rich in spirit, like rich yeah, in like yeah. rich, rich in like self enrichment. I'm trying to yeah. be rich in my mind. Like for me, it doesn't count if I've got millions and I'm I'm I'm, I'm in pain all the time, right. or I we hate myself. Yeah. You see this over and incredibly. over and over. Again. That was why I liked when I saw that she loved herself so much because I did not know what loving myself looked like. I hated every part of me. And I met Danny and I met Courtney and there were these beautiful girls because I've always been attracted to women who like themselves. Yes. That has never bothered me because I wanted you to see admire in what, what, what we admire in people when we're not allowing our healthy wounds to leave, we admire something in them that we already have within ourselves. We just haven't been able to access Absolutely. it. Absolutely. And yeah. I always saw that. Yes. I always was just like, girl, what? Yes. <laughs> No, but I loved it. I, I never, I didn't understand. The thing is, when you're looking at it, it's like, I just never understood. Like, I was like, but why? <laughs> like, you are incredible. You're amazing. You are incredible. I didn't that. But it was so beautiful yeah. watching her. Yes. Actually, the way she moved, and like my girlfriend at the time, and I don't tell her business, but the way she moved, like when she dated men, I was like, well, I would literally be taking notes. Like, okay, so you, you don't do that. There's an art to this? Yes. I didn't <laughs> know it. I just don't be honest. Okay. You know, I didn't know it was the case. So you need to. Okay. I was literally taking notes. That's awesome. And I'm still like this. I like people who are better than me. It gets oh, me, me too. excited. Me too. Me too. Like yeah. it gets me excited when you are better than me. What can I learn from you? Yeah. We were talking what about that last night. We were doing something and she she was talking about something she can't do and I'm good at it. Yeah. And she was just like, well, yeah, that's our, that's why we're a good team. That's why what your strengths are my weaknesses and my weaknesses are your strengths. And it was just like, God, I wish more people can look at their comp with their what they think is their competition as a companion. It's just like what she doesn't what you think that you don't have that she has is a benefit to you. Hire that bitch. Bring make her your friend. Bring her clothes. Please don't give a bunch oh, of me. Y'all, don't don't, 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 don't send me in that bucket. Yeah, no, we will not get out of it. and I've never understood it yeah. from, from a personal space but I can understand it when you're kind of trying to understand people and trying to be empathetic yeah. but it's something that it's just like okay what causes that kind of feeling and a yeah. lot of it is society society pits yeah. women against women all the time so yeah. it's just how we are brought up it's like okay we are each other's competition whether it's for men whether it's for jobs whether it's for education it's just always like oh she's over there I can't get that 
And that's because we have this lack of abundance that just gets instilled in us from such a young age. I always say on here, I didn't have a lot of trauma growing up, but I had a lot of shitty conditioning. Just like the conditioning thing. Shitty conditioning. Have love, all of them people. Yes. <laughs> that, that, that for me was the problem. <laughs> because it's so funny where you'll say, I had this traumatic thing happen and this was the result of it. I've had a lot less happen and still got the same fucking result. <laughs> So it's like, you know, sometimes you're like, so what is the what is the fucking problem that you can have someone go through the worst of the worst and someone have maybe an easier, you know, deck of cards and still end up fucked up? It's just like, know. what? Because we're what? conditioned not to deal with, we don't yeah. process things. Yes, yeah. yeah. we've done it. We really don't. We literally suppress them immediately and this turns into disease, this turns to triggers, this turns yeah. into all the things. Yeah. Like, yeah. you are not... People do not stop long enough to feel pain. Immediately when we feel pain, we run. Yeah. And it's like pain is not a sign of something is wrong with you or that you are broken. Pain is an opportunity. It's, it's an invitation. Oh, yeah. It's an invitation yes. for you to be like, okay, something in my, 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 my mind doesn't feel right, which means my body has already felt it. Ooh. So my body's already felt it. So that now part. my mind is hearing it. So now what is the invitation for me to address right now? What can I acknowledge? Yes. And then who can I bring on this journey with me to help me address and, and, and navigate this? Because there's something that keeps resurfacing. And if you keep getting triggered and if you keep finding yourself in the same cyclical cycles, you have to stop yourself and ask and realize and really sit in your body and go, okay, I'm trying to be me and something keeps coming up. It keeps coming up. So that means I keep going like this and it's getting louder and I keep going like this and it's getting louder. And that means it's manifesting in other ways. So if you keep pushing it down, it's manifesting. So if if it can't come up, it has to get out. Everything is energy and movement, right? Energy and motion, emotion, energy and motion. Like you're literally pushing this energy down that is trying to get out. You have to release it in some way. This is why we have self-regulating tools. This is why we have all these modalities because they have to be addressed and released. And you have to learn, okay, what part of my shadows do I want? What do I want to keep? What do I want to be my truth? And what do I want to get rid of? And what am I? And how do I master all of these things? Yeah. Mm. And for you, what was the the one that the one thing that was like this works, the best? <sighs> Depending on the season. this is this is really good. So I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna tie the I'm gonna tie two. I'm gonna say hypnosis and EDMR. Are you like that? Are my those are your your, your besties? A hundred percent. Because I think hypnosis has always helped me draw the dots, mm-hmm. right? Um, and, and and for me personally, I've had to be very careful with hypnosis because the what they use on the back end. Because usually there's a, I don't know what they call like an info or an intro session where they'll dig all the stuff up and they do an incredible job at drawing the dots mm-hmm. and and what your actual feelings are. Because I had an hypnosis session where I went through the same trauma, yeah. what happened, yeah. except she had me go in, in my mind, go in and give my little girl a gift. Mm-hmm. And that she was like, don't overthink it. And like, literally, I just gave her a circle. And she was like, what is it? And I was like, it's a circle. And she was like, okay, so just like spin five-year-old you, put your hands on her back and like peek over and see what it is. And I put my hands on her back and I peeked over and all of a sudden the circle turned into a photo and I literally saw it grow. And it turned into a family portrait that we don't have. And she was like, what do you see? And I was like, a family portrait. And she was like, and she was like, that's what you've been chasing. 
And I just started bawling. And she's like, you're trying to create this family. So then she gave me some um, some exercises where I went back to really happy moments in my childhood. And I replaced the photo with like a snapshot. A real one. Like, like a real one yeah. of a time that I was like really happy. Because there were those moments. There were those yeah. moments. Yeah. But I'm remembering a certain thing. And so like hypnosis, they do an incredible job. I was explaining that it's like they open a filing cabinet and they're like, here's all the things in your life. <laughs> and then they're like, does this hurt? And you're like, no, what about this? And you're like, eh, it's like three. And they're like, what about this? You're like, oh, 10. And they're like, they're like, what about, what about? Yeah. They're like okay, we're going to open it. And they take the paper no! out. And they're like, you see this? And they make you read it. And you're like bawling. And they're like, this is this happened too. And then this. And you remember how that made you feel? And you're like, yes. Oh, and so in therapy, they make you read it. And then they close it. And they go, good luck with that. <laughs> in hypnosis they're like <laughs> they're like okay this was it you remember you feel it okay good okay we're gonna shred it and then yeah. we're gonna write a new, new story yeah. and then we're gonna read it a couple times until it makes you happy makes you laugh and then we're gonna put it back in the file and we're gonna close the file and we're gonna put it back in your mind wow. and then we're gonna close wow. it and then now when you talk about it you see I'm not emotional yeah I couldn't I used to could not talk about that moment in time really yes wow. it has it has very little if any emotional wow. talk to me and so hypnosis with EDMR, because EDMR really helps you relive those moments. Yeah. And both of those have the goal, which I don't think people talk about with therapy. Both of those, any good practitioner will tell you they have the goal of helping you find it, move through it, and get rid of it. They don't want to see you forever. And listen. They'd be like three, four sessions and you, you're done. You're good you to out go. of here. And then if something else comes up, call me in a month. Call me in six months. Yeah. Adjust. And that's more so maintenance. It's yeah. maintenance. Yeah. I just called my EDMR girl the other day and she's like, what's going on? And I was talking through her stuff and she's like, well, I haven't talked to you since December. And she was like, I don't even think you need a session. I think you just need to be willing, willing to sit in whatever layer you're shedding. Listen. Okay. And on that note, <laughs> like, what does it, it, and you literally, you, you brought, this is the last question because I want to make sure, um, but I, I have to make sure we ask this question. Yeah. While you are on this continual healing journey, going deeper, what does your self-talk sound like? Like, I feel like, and we have to close it with that one because sometimes people that's talk to themselves talk. crazy. Ooh, that's so talk. And that's how you know when they're talking to you crazy. Imagine how they talk to themselves. Jesus. That's how you give people grace. That's why I got to stop cussing people out. Um because your self-talk is hurt? I do. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, bitch, get it together, sis. But at least I'm consistent. Curse at her and curse at me. <laughs> That's such a good question. It's, um, I always know when my self-talk is, so, right, 60, 70,000 thoughts a day, right? So Ooh, to say, lots, right? Of them. lots of them. You are supposed to, your, your natural primitive brain takes you to a negative place every single day. It is unavoidable. All that positive super positive BS, like you just need to like change your perspective. Yes, you need to change your perspective, but every single human goes into yeah. a primitive negative place because that is your, you, there's a part of your brain whose job it is to just say, um, that's <laughs> not a good idea. Like, because from former experience that actually didn't work out for you, even when it's like a- We're trying to keep you alive, bitch, just listen. <laughs> yes, like it, it's part of your primitive brain. So like yeah. you, your job is to yeah. educate and then talk through those things or navigate yeah. those things. But I always notice when my negative talk is longer lasting or it is days on end or whatever, that's when I'm like, okay, I'm around the wrong people. Yeah. I'm consuming the wrong things. I am, I'm feeding the anxiety. Cause there's a baseline amount of anxiety that actually I talked to a neuroscientist and said, it's actually okay. It actually allows you to focus. 
Um, but like when my anxiety is rising, like I so I can tell myself, I can tell I'm self-sabotaging. Mm-hmm. I'm like the self-talk has gotten like way too loud and I'm nearing self-sabotage. Mm-hmm. So I need to kind of backtrack, but I, I know for a fact I've heard thoughts, like I would say recently, it's always when I'm in rooms with bigger people. I always mm-hmm. feel like that. I always hear, I don't hear this, but I have thoughts along the lines of like someone's going to pierce the veil. Mm. Like I'm in rooms with people I admire and I'm like, somebody's going to like lift the curtain and be like, see my six year old self. Mm. Like, no. like this little girl has no idea what she's talking about. Where you're going to feel exposed. Yes. Like I'm going to feel exposed. Like they're going to pierce the veil. Like, like, yeah. like that mask you're wearing, like, oh, like, oh, no, like, I see you under there. Like, <laughs> like, I see you hiding. Like, <laughs> like I, thoughts like that. And then just, um, I feel like when I hear people that are really educated or just on their shit or in their zone of genius, mm-hmm. that sometimes I'm like, I know I don't sound like that. Like, I need to do better. I need to get better. Um, and the way for me that I always break that talk is, and, and, and oh, and for certain, I think I validate at least 10 times a day that I'm unlovable. Like, say things to myself, like, men don't notice me, or unless I'm dressed nice, men don't notice me, or no man actually cares enough to make me someone special in his life. Like, definitely, for sure. Okay. Um, And the way that I always break that, I don't know that this is appropriate, but um, there's two ways, and they're bipolar. (laughs) One is doing something completely uncomfortable and out of my element. Completely. Whether that is, like, I would literally go outside and jump on a jet ski. Because, like, the other day, I literally went jet skiing randomly, and I was, like, full throttle, and I heard, like, all these positive affirmations, and I was like, bitch, you can do whatever you want. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm like, it feels so good. Why do you question yourself? Um, and then, so that's one way, you know, or, or, like, speaking engagements or whatever. Like, I just have to get myself into that zone of, like, what do you mean you think you can't do this stuff? Like, you literally can. You just have to change your perspective. Yeah. Or... And journaling is like a, one of my real obsessions. I wish I had it with me. I have a, a, a very specific journal. I call my feelings journal that I've journaled in for two and a half years. It has everything wow. that I've ever thought in my okay. mind. Um, but there's a creative part of it where I do this thing when I really know I'm not in the right place where I call my perfect day. And um, it's, I'll pick a random date in like six months, nine months, a year from now. Um, but it's like, feels achievable. feels like that will come, that day will come. Yeah. <laughs> and I write out in, in grave, intimate detail, senses, hear, feel, smell, what my perfect day looks like. Mm, and, I love that. And it's like, I draw this like future and like, I can remember my latest one because it was fun. Uh, and it's never, I'm never doing anything crazy. Never. It's never like I'm getting off a plane and I'm walking into Dubai. Like it's my latest one. Like I was like, just let yourself go, like meditate and write the perfect day. And it ended up being Halloween. And like, right when I went there, I just imagined myself bucking, buckling my son into his car seat and he had on a, a costume and it was like hilarious. And then I got in the car and we were listening to music, dancing. And then we went and got fries and cause he loved fries and we're driving. And then I met with my Megan, my best friend, and her man. And when I got out, I could smell like the fall air. When I saw her, she was knock on wood. I hope this day comes soon. She was pregnant, and um, and she's wanting, you know, soon to be pregnant. Yeah. Like, and so she was pregnant, and like we were walking with my son, and she was waddling, and it was just like this really beautiful moment. And like by the time I'm done, I'm smiling so hard, and I'm like, life is really beautiful, and it's whatever you make it. Like we just allow our mind to to run us, it controls yeah. us, it consumes us. And yeah. and we literally like live in this false, like evidence appearing real, this fear mindset yeah. of things that don't even exist. We're anxious about things that haven't even happened. Yeah, absolutely. Ugh, so. Absolutely. 
That's I awesome. That I love that. Sense. Write a perfect day out. I like that. Like, I'm going to do that. Yeah, I'm going to try that too. I love when people are like, I game journal all the time. And I'm like, oh, there's so many creative things you could do. Don't try them. Uh, like, yeah. Listen, so we want to know, like, where can we stay connected? How can we? So you can we... see all the things that she talks about. Listen. She talks about it on her story. On her podcast. Very consistent. Too. She's a great person to follow because she's always going to have some kind of content. <laughs> That's what we like to follow. Content like producers. Me. Yeah, or me. Or me. You be there sometimes. <laughs> Every other year. <laughs> where can we stay connected? Yes, absolutely. So um, as the founder of Insta Podcast, you can find more about what we do at podcast inside our podcast and media agency at instapodcast with an S.com. You can find more about me on Instagram at Jessica Hurley, H-U-R-L-E-Y underscore. And then my podcast, and I'm just going to introduce this on here because I know it's going to happen and um, this will come out whenever. It'll be perfect timing. I know it'll be perfect timing. Plus we're on the back and we get to produce it. Um, so you used to could find us at the Straight Days, which was the podcast that I've been doing for four and a half years now, over 150,000 downloads, um, transformative stories. And I've opened up very vulnerably on there. But I decided today. Okay. Exclusive. Oh, okay. Okay. I decided today. I, I, this has come up in my head a lot, but it got very clear today being alone and being in isolation for a while was I'm not stranded anymore. Oh, that's hard. I'm not stranded anymore. And so I'm changing the name of the show, which will still be on all your favorite platforms. Same link. Um, we're going to call it Rich in Real Life. Hey, yo, can I tell you something? Two I months ago, that. I said what you call things as they are. Jess is going to need to change the name because if she keeps it at the stranding, I'm going to stay up. Phase, she'll stay stuck. But I never said any things. I thought that that was rude of me. I thought the same thing on the name. I was just like, I feel like she's not stranded anymore, but okay. That was four years ago. That was when I was figuring it out. I was using it as a tool to network and get to know people. And then you've done so much work and you've helped so many people in that mm-hmm. phase, you know? And, but the final, that final hoorah was the last six months I have been in spaces that I dreamt about. I have been in rooms oh. that I have dreamt about. Yes. And, I, and, and the last room I was in, when I realized every single person in that room saw me as I present myself and the only person that didn't was me, mm-hmm. I was like, but you choosing this life. You gotta get out of here. Yeah. You are choosing this. Listen. So. And on that note. All the chills. That ex- all that the chills. It's all yeah. in my, we in Miami, it's hot. It's hot. <laughs> I've had chills the entire time. <laughs> Goosebumps, all the Everything. things. It, it's just, okay, how can we stay connected with you? You can stay connected with me everywhere on Beyonce's internet at Alicia Reese. <laughs> All the places. What about you, Danny? I'm at Miss Danny Foster. You can go to dannyfostercoaching.com. Um, well, you can go to our Instagram at, at triggeredafpc. You can go to our website at triggeredafpodcast.com. Thank you guys so much for listening. I'm pretty sure this is my favorite episode of all time. <laughs> um, I hope, you know, as we always say, we just hope that these episodes are bringing the healing and the enlightenment that you need. Share with your friends, share with your mama, share with your enemies, share with anybody that you think. they needed to. Yeah, anybody <laughs> that you think can benefit, listen to it over and over again because I promise you I'll go back and listen to these episodes and I'll catch something completely new. Thanks again for joining us on another episode of The Stranded Podcast. If you felt inspired or moved today, make sure to leave a review on iTunes. You can learn more about us and our guests at thestrandedphase.com. And don't forget that your stranded phase is a rite of passage on your journey to greatness.